What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Fully caught up on everything we've been watching. Super excited to talk about all of them. I see what you meant last week when you said last week's episode of Heels was the best one yet. I'm so excited to talk about that. Res Dogs, I got to push back on you about the hunting episode because now that I watched it, I feel a certain way about it. And I'm interested to see if you feel that same way. And Schubert Titans, I'm just ready for that series to end. Is that is that is that bad for me to say? Like I, I and I guess we'll talk about this more then, but I'm just ready for the DC content that HBO is making officially, not the Berlanti content that HBO is just putting on because they own it. I'm talking, I'm ready for Peacemaker, Black Canary, Static Shock, Batgirl, all of these con- things that HBO themselves is making, not Berlanti that he's just giving it to CW. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you there. Because we'll Titans is just it. boring, man. And we're, I mean, we're going to talk about it. but We're going to talk about it at the end. I mean, we're also going to talk about it pretty much at the top of the news, too. It's just with all of what's coming to HBO Max, it just seems like this show just ain't it. And, and, and my thing is, why don't we end it so we can get Nightwing in the Pattinson verse? Like, well, it'd be too early for that. But, but you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, but either way, like, I want Nightwing to be used, or at least give us Dick Grayson Robin in the Pattinson verse. That's fine. Or if you're going to do Bat- Batman Beyond, give us Dick Grayson appearing in that. Some, just get him out of Titans, man. Dick is being yeah. underutilized. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad, but we'll talk about all that. Um, not too much else. Anything you've been figure, watching? Uh, just reality. Survivor starts this week. Big Brother ends this week. So, it's are you excited with this season of Big Brother? Was it fire? Uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't know if you know anything about it, but like, there's never been a an African American winner. Oh, we got one. And and this year they had the probably the most African-Americans they've had in a season with six. It would be six out of like 14, I think is what they start with. Okay. And those six black men, uh, six African-American men and women formed an alliance called the cookout. (laughs) And it was like, it was like the white people invited to the cookout. Yeah. So like, it was kind of like an understood alliance where like, they didn't really like scheme. Mm -hmm. They just kind of like, knew that they were never going to put each other up. And so they ended up getting all six of them to the final six. And it's like unheard of. That's for never like been, that's never happened. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's never happened. that. So the white people didn't work together to get the black people out of there. All the white people. Have, I know they're sick now. <laughs> well, it's, well, like when they were already in the minority, some people were like, wait, did like, did all of them get together? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. Because like what they did is, Oh, they, they hit it. To, yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. They hit it. It was, it was an mm. understood alliance, and they had that's all hard. other alliances with people. So like, oh, so they were cannot. Oh, so it. If you know anything, it's it's. It sounds like they're Marvel's Illuminati. How like Doctor Strange was over here doing his thing with magic. Reed Richards was doing his thing with Fantastic Four. Tony Stark with the Avengers. You had uh, Namor in Atlantis. The Inhumans up, up in space. Uh, the X-Men overdoing X-Men, but secretly all the leaders came together and worked and had their own group. It was just understood. That's crazy, Schubert. You probably loved that season then. That sounds awesome. 
It, well, it made for a lot of boring weeks because, like, you knew that they weren't that certain people in power weren't going to go after people who, like, they probably should. But like, once it happened, but like once the realization happened, I bet it was like, what the fuck? Oh, well, I mean, like we knew it was going on because oh, like, we had okay. seen them talking about it. Oh, and, like okay, they okay, would okay. say it in their in their diary room. So like gotcha. we knew that like, what was going on the whole time. Um, I think I I'm gonna watch Survivor with you this season. And then next right, year, I'd, getting the Big Brother. Yeah, I mean, I'm I haven't watched the whole first episode of Survivor, so I can't really make an opinion on it. But. Okay, so is that on Hulu? It should be, um, but I'd be worried that it would be on Paramount. Oh, so I got to watch that on CBS show. Ah, okay, okay. Gotcha. All right, well, yeah, that's pretty much, uh, I haven't been, really been watching anything, like, anything too crazy. I watched Metal Shop Masters. I don't know if you started that yet. It's, like, yeah. glass blowing and forged in fire. It's interesting. I don't know if it's as cool as uh, glass blowing because it's a lot of welding. But, you know, it, I just don't like that Joy Coy is the host, the comedian. I'm not a Joy Coy fan. Um, so Did you know that Nicole Byer got nominated for, for an Emmy for Nailed It? Reality host. Wild. We need to host start hosting some reality television. <laughs> and, you know, and I guess we can say this up top. We're not going to run down the Emmys. You can go Google it. Oh, are we going to talk about any of them? Can we talk I about, know. like, the major winners in, move, in Movie on the Rise? All right, yeah, I'll, I'll have it pulled up. Yeah, just the major winners. We're not going to go through all of them like we do with the Oscars. We'll just talk about the major ones because I do want to shout out some people. But uh, final thing real quick, Why the Last Man? I know we're not reviewing it yet. We'll, we'll start next week. I watched the first episode. First episode's really good. A solid premise. I like the cast, and I'm excited to talk to you about it next week. The end of it made me cringe. <laughs> what, the end of episode one? Yeah, I watched all four though. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, we could. Well, we could talk about it at the end. Oh, you want? We'll just wait till next week. No, we'll wait. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, but we got a lot to get into, so let's get started. Ooh, I'm starting it off up top. <laughs> yeah. Fire. Okay. Well, look, I have a lot of DC news. Daniel RPK finally gave us some good rumors in the vein of the Batman universe. And I'm super excited to talk about it. So I'm pulling it up right now to give it to you guys. Because normally this would be in our notes. But like it's all, it's on my exclusive uh, uh, Patreon app. Because I pay for you guys. I pay for y'all to get the best of information. Nothing but the best for my people. For my uh, for, for our, our bingers out there. So first off. The Batman sequel was already greenlit. Which we've known. But it's officially greenlit. Trilogy will happen. Next thing, Daniel hears. Now, this is something that is is he hears. It's a it's rumored right now. It might not happen. It depends on the reception to the character. But Matt Reeves really loves the Riddler character, and Paul Dano loves the character. So a project is in early development. No word if Paul Dano will reprise it, but Daniel says that Paul Dano does love the character. Matt Reeves loves Paul Dano. They, they've built a great relationship. So I'm assuming he would come back. Now, the question is, this is more than likely his origin. So what is it going to be in the future, which meet, which has a, more implications to the whole Batman universe? Because when I tell you who the sequel's villain could be, does this mean that this is going to be in between movie one and movie two? 
in between movie two and movie three. There's so many interesting implications with this Riddler thing that it's crazy. We'll I will discuss it right after this. I'll say the final thing. And then he hears that the Batman will tease Mr. Freeze as villain two's movie. Schubert, how do you feel about all this news? Um, yeah, I'm honestly a little worried about, about the Riddler doing too much and doing too much and like oversaturating, I guess. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, we we're gonna do this penguin thing and like you know, I can get on board with one. And obviously, I feel like we got a lot. There's going to be a lot to go back on with Penguin, so we don't have to like delve into timeline of current. But with the Riddler, it's like, so what are you giving us in this movie if we're not getting the origin? And if you want to give us something, then I guess you would give us the origin. But how do you get have the origin without Bruce Wayne and Batman involved? And see, okay, this is so interesting because I'm betting that the this movie is going to be the Riddler origin. I'm guessing. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it has to be. So with this series, I'm thinking that if this Riddler series does happen, I think it happens after the Penguin movie and after movie two. Like, I don't think we're getting this Riddler series for a while. So I'm okay if we get one later. It's just like you said, it can't be an origin. I just need to see this movie first before I buy into that. The Penguin I can buy into now because, like you said, Penguin's been established. We can see his upbringing being into this crime boss. So Riddler have to cast Farrell for it. You don't. You can. You can if you want to. You don't. But with with Riddler, I'm 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 not saying that I'm worried about the Batman universe because Matt Reeves obviously has a grasp on everything. His movie is done. He's editing. We saw another picture of it from the trailer. They're going to reset Fandom. Looks great. The test audiences love it. People are saying this may be the best Batman movie ever. So he understands what he wants to do with Gotham City PD. He understands what he wants to do with Penguin. If any, if I trust anybody, I'm trusting Matt Reeves because it's not like other things where, yeah, Matt Reeves makes the main movie, but they're entrusting several other people to make it. No, it's like James Gunn. James Gunn made Suicide Squad 2. He's making Peacemaker. He has his own little section. Matt Reeves has his own little section that he's in charge of everything. So... Unlike with Snyder's stuff where everybody was touching it, I kind of have faith in this. Now, to Mr. Freeze, what a great choice for movie villain number two. Like, what an amazing choice for someone, for arguably one of the best Batman villains that's gotten the worst screen adaptation possible. Like, Mr. Freeze is such a compelling character. The fact that he's not necessarily evil, he just wants to save his wife. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in today's movie TV universe, people can really get behind like the free stories, and you can make him look really cool. Yeah, more so than in the nineties. It's not so, going to be some Arnold nonsense. Yeah, I mean, you you could really do a lot with that character. I think it's pretty exciting that that's the direction that they want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, you know, it sticks with the noir themes. We've seen enough Joker at this point. Like, let's wait on mm-hmm. that. Uh, you, know. you don't. We've seen Ra's al Ghul plenty of times, and that that would. But see, Nolan's Ra's al Ghul was the situation with Nolan. His whole trilogy, besides the second movie, was all was pertaining to Ron Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, so it's like I understand you not wanting to use him, and then Scarecrow. Same thing with Nolan. He was in everyone. Yeah, I can see Scarecrow fitting into this. I can too. I can too. 
And, you know, if they want to do anyone... He's not big enough. He's not, and that's the thing. And that and Titans is using him right now, which tells me Matt Reeves doesn't want him at all. But Mr. Freeze, they they said they said one thing about him and never talked about him again. And same with like Mr. Freeze is someone they want to use. They just went to like a storage locker. Or something. Mm-hmm. If if there was any other Batman villain that you would want to see, who would want to who would you want to who would you want it to be? Because uh, I think Mr. Freeze is a, is a very smart choice. Probably Ivy. Mm. Um, but I, I don't think that it's time for Ivy yet either. Mm-hmm. Me neither. I think, and, and then if I'm being frank, I think Ivy's going to be with Harley Quinn. And then if they merge the universes, I think that's when we'll get Batman with Ivy. But I think Ivy's going to be with Harley Quinn. I'm going to say, I think Matt Reeves could do something special with Clayface. I just don't think Clayface is a main villain. I think he's more of a, 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 a side B character. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the Batman villains is, like, you really have to get an A-lister for the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Mr. Freeze is an A-lister. Like, yeah. like, Riddler is an A-lister. But you also have Penguin, which works. They're, they both can work together. Like, I'm trying to think who could work with Clayface. Like, Two-Face could, but I don't know if you want to do Two-Face again. And Two-Face would only work as if you introduced Harvey Dent in the second one and then you get the turn. But that's too much like Nolan. So it's, well, I feel it's, like, yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it is too much like the Dark Knight. Because, like, at this point now, I feel like Two-Face and Joker are synonymous. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if we were going to do a Joker They're the movie two biggest Batman movies, then, then we would have to do a, a story with Dent. Like, Two-Face and, and, and Har- Harvey Dent and Joker are the two biggest villains. So that's why I'm trying to think. Besides, now, would, now, of course, I would love to see an adaptation of Phantasm. Like they want to do that, I I, get, I can get behind that. I don't know if normal Batman fans would be able to. I could get behind that as well. And the thing is, Reeves loves uh the animated series, so that's something I could get behind. Like Pattinson in movie three has been Batman for a while, and then all of a sudden this Phantasm comes back into town, and Joe Joker's been in jail this whole time, breaks out like that could be something special. For movie three. And if you don't do Phantasm, I think Hush could work. I think Hush yeah. could be really great as someone that not only presents something mental, but something physical. Because I was going to say, if not Hush, I would like Deathstroke. Yeah. Because I think Deathstroke would be a great movie. Or, if you know who Hugo Strange is, have Hugo Strange as a mastermind in Arkham, releasing all the villains and like trying to That's learn his identity. Of Batman, yeah, that's yeah. where you can do Clayface, and of course we got Court of Owls, so yeah, so, so but solid, solid stuff with the Batman fandom is close, man. We're almost in October, and fandom's almost here. And speaking of that, real quick, next week because in two days, in two days is going to be the uh, Netflix event to dumb, where they're going to release all the Netflix trailers for all the new movies coming up. So we're going to get the Cowboy Bebop trailer. So next week's Bros yeah. Who Binge is going to be big. With Netflix content. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. So make sure you watch out for that. And speaking of trailers, we're going to jump into trailers now. See, uh, I let's, set do you up. <laughs> let's do uh, the Macbeth one real quick because it was only like 55 seconds. You really but only was, got to see. But boy, was it amazing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you get to see uh, uh, Denzel. Denzel's looking fire. Denzel looks amazing. The, the guys, the army he's facing looks amazing. Dudley. Boy, yeah. talk about 
talk about Dudley and Robert Pattinson being the two biggest people from those Harry Potter movies. Never would have expected Cedric Diggory and Dudley to be the biggest ones. Good for him. That's a huge fucking everything A Coen's brother movies? Huge. Seeing Francis McDormand and Denzel look at each other was a moment for me, Schubert. Two of the biggest actors of all time finally are in a movie together. Loved it. Facts. Yeah, I mean, I think that... um, This is Oscar bait if you ever saw it. Yeah, I mean, I like the good. I like a good Shakespeare adaptation. I don't, you know, Macbeth is not one that I'm very, mm-hmm. you know, well versed in. So like, I'm really I had excited to, read to, it in to high watch school. it. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, yeah, it was Henry Melling was next to Brennan Gleeson, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. Brennan Gleeson definitely looks like he fits that role. Yep. So I just didn't know who was Denzel's assistant. Like, who's the guy standing next to Denzel? That's what I'm, looking for right now i can't see uh maybe jacob mccarthy okay i don't think we've seen him in anything yeah, for real say, seems like he's a new person but look at look at he's apple man bio. apple is making a claim for the throne with this this is a big move for them and i heard c taking on the samurai themes has been great this season apple's trying to get the throne they're trying, uh, you know. It may work. A twenty four Shakespeare is definitely going to help. It's huge, man. It's huge with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand, directed by Joel Cohen. Like what? And then Corey Hawkins is going to be McDuff, Denzel's son, and Francis McDormand's son. Like, nah, this movie's about to be crazy. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That was a, a good little teaser. Um, Oh, you know what? Which one I didn't watch? Maybe you did. Was the the Tom Hanks one? Mm. Oh, you didn't watch it? Yeah, I forgot. Mm. That's Apple TV too, right? Yeah, Finch. It is Apple TV. It's basically Denzel Washington's nice. I mean, not Denzel Washington. It's basically um, Tom Hanks's nice version of I Am Legend. Instead of having zombies coming after him, he's in a wasteland that has weather issues and like. It's him, his robot, and the dog. It's basically Wally and I Am Legend combined. Tom Hanks going through a disaster movie, but really happy. Tom Hanks loving his dog, teaching a robot how to talk, and they're having this happy-go-lucky relationship. A typical Tom Hanks movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, to, nothing too special. We're probably not going to review it on this show. Did you watch Stop and Go? I did. Yeah, the first true pandemic movie. Yeah, I don't know if I rocked with that. Like, she's trying to stay away, keep her grandma or mom safe for some shit. There's her grandma who's in the nursing home, and she thinks that she's going to die from COVID because she's in the nursing home. Yeah. So they go on a cross-country road trip. And they're like, we got to have our hand sanitizer. We got to wipe shit down with the disinfectant, like, trash. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's the first attempt, and I still feel like it's too soon. Mm-hmm. Way too soon. So I'm not a fan of stop and go. Um, Nightmare Alleys or Guillermo del Toro. Boy, talk about yeah, a monster! Wild. What a movie! Bradley Cooper back into the mainstay lead Hate role. William Dafoe. That movie looked incredible. Rami Mara. Like, mm-hmm. It had a cast. It had you know. All these dark themes that you know I can really get behind, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, what does it seem like a circus deal or whatever? That's yeah, like some magician shit almost. 
like prestige. Well, not prestige, but more like uh, kind of felt like time um, a little a little earlier. I mean, a little later in like the fifties, sixties. It kind of felt like I mean, that if, if, that Hugh Jackman, Barnum and Bailey era. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say it reminded me of that either the Hugh Jackman movie or that Robertson Pattinson movie, The Water for Elephants, where like mm, that that's circus, the, but Clay Blanchett was in that murder. too, I think. No, I think I was Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that might have been Reese Witherspoon. I just knew it was some badass uh, actress. Some but blonde lady, huh? Yeah, this looked good though. I'm a fan. I'm definitely excited for Nightmare Alley. Just as yeah. excited as I am for Macbeth. And that's gonna be a theater movie, right? Yeah. Both of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some of the Netflix stuff. You season three. We don't. I don't want to dive too deep <laughs> into it because, like, we don't know how many people haven't seen the first two seasons, and if you haven't, you should. Jeez, uh, man, I'm excited for this. This so it looks, looks like he's back on his bullshit. Super, we're reviewing this. This is something we're yeah. gonna review. We didn't. We've only talked about season one and season two. We're fully in on this. Did you see the connection to One Tree Hill with the girl next door? Did you realize who that was? It's not Haley Burton, is it? No, that's Lindsay. That's the girl that he left for. That's the girl that uh, Chad Michael Murray left for Peyton. Lindsay, that's the girl. That was his agent. You don't remember don't his agent? Oh, wow. Yeah, Nick, look that up. See, that that's her agent. Damn, well. Yeah. Yep. They had, they had someone else in there, too, from One Tree Hill as well that I saw. A real interesting cast of people in there this season. I'm excited for you, season three. Yeah. Love, pretty, man. Pretty love, awesome, looking, yeah. love looking wild. And, yeah, now that we know enough about her and, like, now she gets her chance to really, just like... just like Joe. Yeah, now she gets a chance to, like, really be herself, I guess, mm-hmm. which is kind of exciting. It's um, going to be definitely exciting for that Especially after seeing, like, what she's done in, at Haunting a Hill House or whatever the one she did. She was really good in that. So I, I feel like getting her to be a little bit more psycho is going to be a little pretty fun. She looked, she looked like one of the best parts of that trailer. Yeah. I agree. So, I'm excited for uh, that. One thing that I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about it until I actually did watch the trailer was passing. Mm. I, now, do I think that it's going to be the most exciting movie to watch? No, but do I it's think gonna it's going to be super sad? It's, it's going to be sad, but I also think it's like a super interesting concept, and also to have it be, be done in black and white. I think you know. I just think it's a really artsy piece that it is but it, it and it's something that actually happened a lot in oh, real sure, life yeah. and you want to know something crazy tiktok told me this and i looked it up and it's like real um what was the uh j edgar hoover j edgar yeah. the, the fbi yeah. oh you're talking about jager who i thought you were talking about dwight eisenhower no j j edgar hoover they said he was pa- uh, of passing for a white man they said he was actually african-american go look that up and that they said oh, he, dude. He hated everything about himself. Yeah, that he was gay as well. That's why he persecuted gay people. Like, all this shit about J. Edgar, I did a deep dive the other day on TikTok, and he was passing. And, like, it blew my fucking mind. The one I saw was, like, Dwight D. Eisenhower was uh, mixed. He was See, I didn't know that. He, Crazy. His, um, his mom was mixed, so he was, like, I guess a quarter. See? Right well, now. go look up the J. Edgar Hoover. I'm gonna look up the Eisenhower, but... This is a thing that happened all the time, man. Like, people tell my dad that he looks like he's Mexican just because of his hair. People tell me I look like I'm mixed all the time. Like, and I'm like, huh? So, and then it's a concept of 
from Tessa Thompson's character of being friends with her and she's ne she's ne denying her blackness to the world just to get over and you're and are you jealous of that? Do you hate that? And then uh Ruth Negga's like, "No, I just want to be with you, be like you or be in a situation that you're in." And it's like, "Whoa, bro, like is Ruth Negga telling the truth? Like what if Ruth Negga's husband finds out about the situation? He's going to will he kill her? Like I'm like that's going to be an insane movie." And you know me, I love me some Ruth Negga. I haven't really seen a lot of her. I don't, I don't Preacher, I don't and uh, that that was mainly where I watched okay. her. Okay, yeah, see, I didn't watch. So, but I'm interested. I, I I didn't think I was going to be interested when I saw the premise, but when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I probably watch that. You got your buddy with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because people see you petting him. <laughs> Is it a he or she? It's a she. Mm. Right. Right. So that's uh, this one isn't on Netflix, but I have it next. Let's talk about Hit Monkey, the um, the cartoon Marvel. I don't know how it's Marvel's Marvel animation is trash, bro. <laughs> of course, it's on Hulu for, for Marvel. <laughs> if it's if it's Marvel animation, and it's not on Disney Plus, then it's bad. It's person. It's from the Pearl Mutter era. Yeah. So you know, I, I have nothing positive to say about that. Not exciting. Let's <laughs> just pass then. <laughs> uh, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner thing. We've seen a trailer before. This was the first full-on trailer we got to see, and I, I, I think it's gonna be really good. Like it looks really good. Like Zachary Levi's super into it. Uh, Kurt Warner says he did a great job. Did he really train for this? It looked good. I'm gonna watch it. And we wanted yeah, I mean, a sports movie. The Zach Levi football stuff is gonna be a little hard, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything in between, I think, is gonna be pretty cool. I didn't really know a lot about Kurt Warner's story besides the grocery store stuff and the arena football. I didn't know that he like tried out with Packers and stuff like that. So I think it's yep. gonna be cool, interesting to watch for if you're a sports fan for sure. I, I am worried about how religious it's going to be. That's the only it is thing. The two That's dudes the from Birmingham that make all the religious movies. We've always said we want more sports movie, but sports religious movies I could go without. Yeah, well, one, I didn't know this about Dennis Quaid, but Dennis Quaid is in all these dudes' movies. <laughs> I just didn't realize that Dennis Quaid was that was the you know, Dennis Quaid, Quaid loves these religious these religious movies, man. Yeah, but anyway, uh, let's talk. Jack about... Quaid's like, eh, I'm okay. Like, isn't that crazy? Dennis Quaid is on all these religious movies, and Jack Quaid was in season one of The Boys that made fun of all of these people in these these super mega churches. And Dennis Quaid probably goes to a mega church. Mm, yeah. I, want, I wonder how I Dennis wonder feels about Jack. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, next is the Britney doc, which we it's definitely going to talk about parent relationships, if anything. I'm watching it. I, it yeah, give I'm me all it. of the free Britney content. Yeah, how does that do to with the leave Britney alone? How does he feel now? He's probably like, I oh, told y'all. No, that dude's getting fu that dude's getting fucked over. Like the uh oh, not the leave Britney alone. No, the uh the TMZ um camera guy's getting fucked over because he said that he was gonna start taking pictures of Britney again because the conservatives over and like people were calling him out saying like, don't be a fucker. <laughs> yeah, dude, leave her alone. Exactly, bro. All right. Uh, last thing we got is Night Teeth, which is one that you told yeah, me to watch. Yeah, did you watch it? 
and I did it. It's, it's surprisingly interesting. Like, looks it looks pretty like weird. Gonna, it looks like it's either going to be super bad or, or, or like pretty good. good. Yeah, exactly. No in between. No in between. Is that a movie? I think it is. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think 19th is a, a Netflix movie. I can see them building off that too. Mm-hmm. I can so as well. well. We'll see if that works out for them. I'm excited, so. Yeah. That was uh, the chick from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody doing her thing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where I've seen that other girl. I don't know, but I've seen her in things before. Yeah. But that's definitely a, a trailer worth checking out. 100%. So going into the, the other news, Warner Brothers is planning to take a bite out of the 80s cult hit, The Lost Boys, with a modern-day take starring Noah Jupe and Jaden Martell. Joel Schumacher directed the original Lost Boys in 1988, starring Corey Ham and Corey Feldman, uh, also Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, the story is about two boys who move to California with their mother and get involved in a gang of stylish bikers who happen to be vampires. It's a really good movie. Mm, okay. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I, I like the OG Lost Boys with Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Corey Feldman. It's not a bad movie. I'm just interested to see Noah Jupe and Jaden Martell, the two actors, kid actors they use for everything. Let's just throw our boy in there. What's his name? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, Finn Wolfhard. Or, Fit him, or throw saying. him there. But what's the other one? And it'll be complete. The the quad uh, will be complete. Uh, Jacob Tremblay. Yes. Jacob Tremblay, Noah Jupe, fucking Jaden Martell, Finn Wolfhard. And if we if there's one other we can get, I'm trying to think. Let's get the kid from mid '90s. Oh uh, well, yeah, but I mean, like you don't need all those kids. You only need two. So, mm. uh, yeah, but we'll see how they come together with it. I'm interested to see who ends up taking the reins of uh of the new Lost Boys and how they're gonna modernize it. They yeah, we can. Is is uh, do you think Noah Jupe's gonna be the key for Sutherland? No, neither one of them are. They're both gonna be the Corys. Oh, because of the kids. Oh. And Corey and Corey were both teenagers. Well, who's gonna be the key for Sutherland? Because he was kind of young. Keeper Sutherland was like, and he was like his twenties. So oh, be... so they're probably gonna get like your boy from uh from fucking Stranger Things or uh the guy from Power Rangers who was also in Stranger Things. Oh, that could get him. D- Dacre Montgomery and was the and Joe Carey. You can get Joe Carey. You could get uh. Jack Nicholson's son. He Lucas Hedges. This. Uh, I, I would actually really try if, if they wanted to do is to get Jack Nicholson's son, what, Ray Nicholson. Oh, I you think, think he be, can pull it off? Yeah, I think it would be a good role for him if he could pull it, if he could get that. Okay, okay. Uh, cool. Next story we got, the next Fantastic Beast movie is going to be called The Secrets of Dumbledore, and it will open in theaters April 15th, which is uh, an earlier schedule than where it was. It was originally supposed to be July 15th of 2022. So they moved it up three months. I think it's just because they want to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Well, it might be good because it's going to be about Dumbledore. It's going to be the Jude Law fighting uh, Johnny Depp shit. So I'm interested in that. Happen. What's crazy is the fact that 
this is no longer about Newt's commander. <laughs> like, they promised Eddie Redmayne this was about him. And this is not about Eddie Redmayne. This is about Jude Law. Like, I don't want to see Eddie Redmayne like he was in the last movie. Oh, do this one spell so Jude Law can kick ass. <laughs> yeah, like, poor Eddie Redmayne. Like, this is just not him anymore. Like, it's, it's not about Newt's commander. Cause, especially because it's called The Secrets of Dumbledore. I mean, it's all going to be about Dumbledore. Exactly. But if I'm Eddie Redmayne, I'm like, whatever, dog. I don't even want to be in this shit anymore. Anyway. Yeah. But next up, we got Henry Golding, my man, Naomi Rapay, uh, Rapace, Sam Neill in Suicide Squad Breakout. Dan- uh, Daniela Milel- uh, Melacor has been quietly filming an action film, Assassin Club in Italy. Assassin's Club takes place in the world of international spies and elite assassins. In this world of contract killers, more... Excuse me, Morgan Gaines is the best of the best. When more, excuse me again, when Morgan's hired to kill six people around the world, he soon discovers the targets are also assassins, unknowingly hired to kill each other. Replast plays Falk, the only assassin skills to match his own. Under the guidance of his mentor, Jonathan Caldwell, Sam Neill, Morgan must defeat Falk and the other assassins to keep himself and his girlfriend, Sophie, aka Dan- Daniela Malacor, alive. This sounds great. Let's see. <laughs> no, this this was Leave her really, alone. <laughs> this was a really interesting story when I saw it. Like it just came out tonight when yeah, I was a making couple hours the notes. Ago. And so I was like, whoa, what is this movie? Henry Golding, you know, Danilo Melikor from Suicide Squad. I'm like, what? Assassin Club? This mm-hmm. is gonna be cool. It's gonna really be neat. really cool. Gonna be the assassin, hitman, bounty hunter stuff that I need since Cowboy Bebop's not gonna give it to me. Can yeah. I tell you? Can I read to you real quick? Because I don't know if you put this in the notes about this EW Cowboy Bebop story. It's pulled up on my phone right now. So let me just read to you what John, what the creator said, because this is upsetting to me. He said that I promise we will never take the original anime away from the purists. It will always exist out there. But I'm very excited about the stories that we're telling. I believe we've done a really nice job of not violating the canon in any direction, but merely offering some extra glimpses into the world that was already created. We got under the the skin of who the live action characters were going to be. I think the poetic nature of the anime absolutely allowed for us to mine the archetypal nature of the characters and dig deeper histories that we wanted to explore and answer some of the questions that the anime leaves you with. I think to just redo the anime will leave the audience hungry for something that they already saw. The anime did an amazing job. We don't need to serve the exact same meal. I think it would be disappointing if we did. Dude's trying to make his own story, and I don't know if that's what we want. Yeah, I, but I do see his point in like not remaking the anime. Like, it is, you know, don't don't touch something that was already gold. But like, I am kind of worried about what he's saying about taking his own liberties into it. Yeah, it could like, be kind. Of- like, okay, Marvel tells its own stories, but Marvel, even when they take something like, okay, let me, when they took Age of Ultron, they took the soul of Age of Ultron. What Age of Ultron? is at its core and then made its own thing with Thanos and the Infinity Stone saga. They basically, they, they took ideas from it and made its own thing, but they, it still felt like Marvel. As long as this feels like Cowboy Bebop, we'll be okay. But from the pictures, it didn't even feel like it. That's you know, the I mean, issue. Even in the picture that was in that article, it didn't, still didn't feel like it to me. 
it looks like he's in modern day New York, not cyberpunk, yeah. not cyberpunk Mars. So I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know. Uh, well, we get a trailer out. in we get a trailer in two days. So But Assassin's Club. Great. Looks absolutely great. So next up we got John Boyega has joined Viola Davis, Lashana Lynch, and Thuso uh may Bidu in the woman king a historical epic from tristar pictures gina prince blythewood of netflix old guard is on board to direct the film is inspired by true events that took place in the kingdom of dahomey one of the most powerful states in africa in the 18th and 19th century the story follows uh nansika uh viola davis general of an all-female military unit in nawi medubu or uh Bedu. An uh, ambitious recruit who fights enemies who violated their honor, enslaved their people, and threatened to destroy everything they live for. Uh, Boyega will play Dahomey's ruler, King Agezu. Yeah, this so sounds good. Remember in Lovecraft when uh, was it? we saw Elida the went back yeah. in time and like saw the the African warriors. This is, I think, pretty going to be some similar. Then, well, I think this is pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much like that. And they're going to fight Boyega? That's hard. Yeah, so uh, this is kind of a, a good little setup you got going on with Viola Davis and, Versus and John, uh, Boyega. John Boyega. Yeah. And so, see, you know when I always say we don't want slave stories? This is the type of stuff we want, man. Like, this is the type of yeah. content that we want. Imagine if we got an, uh, uh, a story from the Latino-American perspective about Aztec warriors battling each other. That would be badass. That's why we love samurai stuff. Give us African warrior stories. This is the type of shit we need. I love Troy. This is basically Troy, but with Africans. Yeah. This is, it, it could end up being like a pretty huge film. Um, definitely huger than the old guard. Uh, so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how Gina Price, uh, Blythewood, if she, how she handles it because she, she hands it she does yeah. action well like old yeah. guard had good action scenes it was the story so as long as they get the story right that'll be okay i feel like having viola davis is like an ultimate boost mm-hmm. same with I, and, and john john boyega's no slouch himself and so is and lashana lynch is huh, 007 is about to come out so i'm excited to see her in that yeah and then specify which role she's gonna have. I assume it's gonna be a big one. So yeah, she might be John. What if she's John Boyega's lieutenant? Maybe. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's my turn. I didn't realize. I thought I thought you were next. Uh, but next up, we got Japanese stars Ito Hidaki and uh, Kasamatsu Show and Yashimish, uh Yamashita uh, Tomoisha have joined the cast as series regulars on Tokyo Vice. The series is backed by streaming service HBO Max. The Japanese and English language crime drama series boasts a previously announced headline cast that includes Ansel Elgort, Ken Watanabe, Rachel Keller, Ella Rumpf, and uh, uh, Kyukuchi Rinko. The series is loosely inspired by American journalist Jake uh, Adelstein's memoir, Tokyo Vice, an American reporter on the police beat in Japan. The series was created and written by Tony Playwright, J.T. Uh, Rogers, portrayed by Elgort in the series. Adelstein was the first foreigner working the crime beat for the Japanese newspaper and spent 12 years there. The series recounts Adeline, uh, Adelstein's Adelstein. first hand 
Adelstein's first-hand account of the Tokyo Metropolitan Police beat as he embeds himself in the Tokyo Vice Squad to reveal corruption. The series chronicles Adelstein's daily descent into the sound underbelly of Tokyo where nothing and no one is truly what or who they seem. Ito plays Miyamoto, a vice detective who's great at his job and knows it. I'm so excited for this. We're reviewing this. This is an HBO show. This is everything I want. This is this is gonna be pretty cool. This and, sounds uh, like this will give me my cowboy bebop itch as well. Cause this is gonna look very cyberpunky, but it's gonna be in modern day Japan. Yeah, it's gonna I think it's gonna be a, it's kind of similar to what we had with Kate. Mm-hmm. Just not as acne. Yep, and, and it's gonna be a better noir. story. It's yeah. gonna be mayor of Easttown, but in Japan, essentially. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yep. So I mean, it'd be pretty cool. And, you know, we talked about Angel Edward and his issues. So I guess he's getting HBO roles. So hey, look, maybe he <laughs> didn't do. May I guess he didn't do it, or I don't know. But I'm watching this. Whenever this drops, I am watching this. And they could recast the dude for all I care. Yeah. Put put you know, I think this is going to be a, a really cool concept for a show. It. And if they did recast, man. Uh, I don't know who I would ask. It would have to be someone young. Timothy Chalamet should look at this. I think that would be perfect for his ass. Yeah, he's too big for that. I think they they got the right level of actor for this. Lucas Hedges could fit it, too, maybe. He doesn't look cool enough, though. He might not look cool enough with his buzz cut. Nah, probably not. I don't know. They should go get Angus Cloud if they want to recast, because he looks like he could pull this off. He looks grimy enough. That's interesting casting. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it, but for now, I mean, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in as well. Uh, Netflix has ordered a heist drama, Jigsaw, the series. Spanning over 24 years, the series centers around the largest heist ever attempted and the vengeance scheming... Oh, it has nothing to do with uh, Saw. (laughs) Yeah, nothing. Oh, okay. uh, That's around it. It's loosely inspired by a real story where $70 billion in bonds went missing in downtown Manhattan during Hurricane Sandy. Giancarlo Esposito, Paz Vega, Rufus Sewell, Tati Gabrielle, Mark, uh, Peter Mark Kendall, Rosaline Elbay, Jai Courtney, and Nuisha Noir are all set to star in the series, which is currently filming at Netflix. Jigsaw has, re- has received an eight-episode order. And the nonlinear timeline of the series ranges from 24 years before the heist and one year after. Oh, man, what an interesting concept. I think it's hilarious that every heist thing, when they steal money, they always steal bearer bonds. I don't even know what you would do with bearer bonds. But whenever we review Heat on Run It Back, that's something they steal, like $50 million of bearer bonds. What the fuck is that? But, you know, I'm always interested in good heist content. Yeah, so this seems pretty cool. Giancarlo Esposito. Is Jai he the Courtney. leader of the heist? Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito is the, the, the lead. And I'm guessing Jai Courtney is going to be the cop. The cop or the muscle. Yeah, or the muscle. True. True, 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 true. All right, this sounds Doesn't, dope. Yeah, sounds, looks pretty cool. So Netflix does off, TV better than movies, so I'm excited. Yeah. So um, fresh off. Coming to America 2, Amazon has closed a three-picture deal and first-look film deal with Eddie Murphy. Uh, the pack calls for the comedian to star in three films for Amazon Studios and develop original film projects for Amazon Prime Video and the studio with the potential to star in them. He better make some new shit and not rely on his old shit. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, make some new stuff. Let's see what, like, do some, something like Dolomite. Man. Yeah, let's get the Eddie Assange. Like, it could be the Murphy Assange. Like, we're, we've had the, the uh, Makana Assange. We're, we're now, in, we've ha- we're going through the Frazier Assange with Brendan Frazier. Let's get the Eddie Murphy Assange. It could have been that Dolomite was there. Coming to America just didn't hit. So let's get some new shit. Yeah, I think Amazon has some faith in him, or they at least have some faith that he's going to put eyes on the screen. On screen, yeah. And they're not going to put out anything ass. It may be mid, but they won't put out anything ass. <laughs> Amazon doesn't put out ass shit. Like, all of their bad stuff, it's mid. On Netflix, people would be like, oh my gosh, did you see what Netflix just put out? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um. So speaking of deals dan levy has signed a new deal with netflix and the deal which is said to be eight figures levy will work on both movies and television the tv part will begin in july of next year um he'll start work immediately on the film side on an untitled romantic comedy that he'll star in write produce and direct i i still haven't gotten this shit's creek me and my girlfriend were talking about that last week about giving it another shot because we tried once, didn't like it, so we're going to try again. But I'm happy for Dan Levy. Yeah, Church Creek was was really good. You know, did you ever watch that Kristen Stewart movie? Was it Kristen Stewart? The movie? With uh, Mackenzie Davis? Yeah. Where she, where she lies? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought he played. He was he great in that. Really he, was well the, in that. he was the best part of that movie. Yeah, so I mean, I like I like him, and I think that he does good work behind behind uh, the camera too. So I mm-hmm. think that it's going to work out pretty well. I'm surprised it's Netflix though. Yeah, I I guess, that's where Shit's Creek's on. That is. So um, Netflix has also acquired the entire Raw Doll Story Company and will expand their existing deal to create a universe spanning several formats. The current deal with the company that they struck in 2018 covers the slate of animated TV shows, including a series based on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory from Taika Waititi. Um, And also they're going to do uh, Matilda the Musical with Emma Thompson. Netflix will now create a universe across animated and live action films and TV, publishing games, immersive experience, live theater, etc., they're just saying all that extra shit for their investors. I don't think we're going to see no games or no theater shit. And Netflix has to wait for they, them to put out that Timothy Chalamet movie, Warner Brothers, before they make a live-action Willy Wonka movie. So, Well, I don't think they're going to do that because they already have the, the animated one that they got mm. set up. Uh, but I think that we could probably see James and the Giant Peach. Oh, you think we're going to see other stuff from them, not not Willy Wonka specifically? No, I'm saying that the Willy Wonka TV cartoon with Taika Waititi is happening. You think that's it? You think that's all we're going to get from that universe? From Wonka? Yeah. No. I okay. think we'll get more cartoons based on, like, Oompa Loompas and stuff like that. But no actual Gene no, Wall. No, like, live action. Yeah. No. Got no. you. Um, and then Matilda the Musical is what it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, Raw Doll has a good collection of, of books. I really feel like they are going to bring back a James the Giant Peach live action. I, I okay. think that, like a series, like I think that you could probably pull that off now. Um, they could also do a cartoon. I, you know, if they want to do the whole entire collection cartoon, that wouldn't surprise me either. But I think it's interesting that they're, they're he has the BFG. This now. Mm-hmm. So I could see them BFG. making the BFG as well. He's a, he has a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm, okay. 
Did you see? Did, I'm shocked. Did you see about the Book of Boba news? What that Ludwig Warrenson's gonna compose? No. And that is dropping November 12th. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay. I just didn't know. I I had to make sure we 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 said that on here because we're gonna Talking be reviewing about, like, the show's dropping November 12th. That's what they said. Well, that's that's Disney Plus Day or whatever. So I don't know if like that's dropping then or if it's dropping like a trailer then. Oh, okay, okay. Let me let me see if I do a a quick a quick uh a quick Google yeah. search. See you if it... Google you Google search it. I'm I'll read the next story that okay. you had. Uh, so HBO Max has announced that they're going to do this show called the Sec- the Sex Lives of College Girls, and it's going to debut its first two episodes on November 18th, before releasing the next three episodes of the first season on November 25th, um, and then some more in December. Oh, the Book so of Boba is not dropping until December. We're getting our trailer in November 12th, which I think is too far away, but whatever. Uh, the Sex Lives of College Girls comes from Mindy Kaling. Oh, nice. And it follows four young women who are thrown together as college roommates when they arrive for their freshman year at New England's prestigious Essex College. While they come from different backgrounds and described as being a bundle of contradictions and hormones, they will bond as they navigate new free lives on campus and classes and, of course, with relationships. This sounds like girls, but in college with multicultural people. And I could see this going like five seasons and then we get them out of college and everything like this is 100% the new Lena Dunham's girls you know or the new sex in the city that too I think it's gonna be a combination of both and you could throw in insecure with that because we're gonna get a mixture of different races we're gonna see a white girl probably a black girl maybe an Indian girl and then maybe a Latino girl or Asian girl and then have another white girl as like a friend. And it's gonna be, it's, it's literally gonna be the new girls. So I'm gonna check this out. We Adam, yeah. never forget Adam Driver came from girls. So I don't forget. I <laughs> remember watching him on girls. <laughs> but uh, so. the next up, oh, you got any more yeah. on that? The next up, we got the amazing world of gumball is coming back. Let's go with not one but two new projects coming to HBO Max and Cartoon Network from original series creator Ben uh, Bakulet a movie that will serve as the series finale for the original show and in a company series that will branch out that TV film. So excited for this. I think real shit from the new generation of Cartoon Network cartoons, um, Amazing World of Gumball to me is the second best. I go regular show, Gumball, Adventure Time, Steven Universe. I have it over Adventure Time because people say Adventure Time has all of this lore and everything. Gumball has just as much lore and is a little funnier. All right. Well, you know, it's going to be fun for you. I'm not going to watch this. Wow, hater. I mean, I never watched it before, so it, doesn't, it means nothing to me. You can get in a gumball now. Give it a shot if you need a new cartoon. Oof, I don't. You'll laugh, asshole. <laughs> but next up, we got Rashida Jones and David Oleo. We need to figure out how to say this dude's name because, I mean, he's a, he's a name. Oye Lowo. Oh yeah, Lowolo. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. David O, Rashida Jones and David O are joining the cast of the Apple series adaptation of Hugh Howie's Wolves, 
Variety has learned the pair joins previously announced cast members Rebecca Ferguson and Tim Robbins. Wool is set in a ruined and toxic future where communities exist in a giant silo underground, hundreds of stories deep. Um, we talked about this before. Uh, Oluwalu will star as Holston, the silo sheriff. Jones will play Allison, uh, his wife, who also works in the IT of the silo. So it's looking like it's going to be some, really some uh, futuristic, apocalyptic type series like C. But in this in this instance, it's going to be some silo where they live underground. It's probably going to be them trying to escape to the above ground, and they're going to be lied to. It's going to be some posh world. Something like that. Uh, I can believe that. Or, you know, I'd be interested to see if, like, David O's character as the sheriff and maybe, like, Tim Robbins is probably the leader. Firing. Are, like, are, like scheming to, like, keep them down there because, like... Everybody underground, yeah. Because, like, and, they're already in power and they don't want to, like, they're lose benefiting. their power. Yep, and then we're probably going to get some younger character that's the star trying to break free of all of this. Yeah, we'll see. I still think it's an interesting concept. I'm glad that they're adding names that are relevant. I do too. And make the lead be an unknown. Give somebody new a shot with yeah. around all of this great talent. Uh, well, next up, we got Jamie King, Antonio Banderas, and Tommy Flanagan have joined the cast of Banshee, an action film from director John Keyes. The film follows freelance assassin, codenamed Banshee, uh, who is ambushed by Anthony Green, a powerful mercenary who killed her father and who is now seeking to collect a bounty on Caleb, who's played by Banderas, her former Black Ops mentor. Caleb went underground five years prior, trigger, triggering a race against time as Banshee must find and protect Caleb before Green and his army of hired killers can find him and take him down. This sounds fire. It does sound pretty fire. I haven't seen Jamie King since White Chicks, I believe. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, Wait, which one was Jamie King? Now? Which one was um, her? Which one was she? she I thought she's she a black haired um, girl. No, she. Um, oh, she was the little blonde the one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah she's yeah. one of the twins. Oh, yeah. shit. What has she been in recently? Black Summer? What is this? Out of debt? Uh, yeah, Jamie King hasn't acted in a while. And something fire. Yeah, she was like one of the evil twins. Yeah, who knew? Okay. Good for her. Getting back into the swing of things. Oh, she was in Clone Wars. Wow. She, vo- she was the voice She's of a bounty hunter in Clone Wars. Yeah. Good for her. That's what I'm saying. She's getting back into things. I'm glad. Okay. Do your thing, Jamie King. Who we got next? All right. Next, we have a Pitch Perfect series has been ordered to your favorite streaming service, Peacock. Nice. Uh, with Adam Devine on board to reprise his role from the film franchise. The series nice. is set several years after the events of the film. Divine returns as Bumper Allen, who moves to Germany to revive his music career when one of his songs becomes big in Berlin. Nice, 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 nice. I like that. Nice. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it either. Probably not. It depends on if they say it's good. If it's good, I might check it out for him. Oh, no. I mean, I feel really bad for Adam Divine. Like, can't get over this pitch perfect. IPS, BS. He needs to be doing something better. I mean, his best role he ever had, in my opinion, is workaholics. workaholics. Well, I'm saying besides workaholics, Modern Family. His character on Modern Family like elevated himself as like a more reasonably mature character. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. I feel like he could be doing something like that, but now he's gonna go back and do this same old BS. Who who wanted a Pitch Perfect 
Spanoff. No, nobody. No one. Yeah. Mm, Adam, you got to get some better shit. The only reason why I said this is nice is because of him, but you're right. I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, it's, it's upsetting. Uh, filmmakers and stars Elizabeth Banks and David Wayne of Wet Hot American Summer are reuniting for a movie musical at Amazon. Wayne is directing the project titled Where the Four Are We? and will produce with Banks and partner Max Hadleman via their Brownstone Productions. After a crash landing leaves the passengers and crew of a commercial flight stranded for three months, the film follows members of this makeshift, makeshift community who begin to put together a production of a Shakespearean play to keep themselves occupied, despite their captain trying to get them to focus on getting rescued. <laughs> I don't know if this Gilligan's Island shit's going to be funny, but, you know, I'll maybe give it a shot. Elizabeth Banks is so hit or miss with the movie she produces, but we'll see. Well, I mean, like, at least this one isn't trying to be serious. Yeah, at least it's trying to be funny, and David Wayne's Wet Hot American Summer is funny, so... Yeah, I was thinking that if you did, like, a Wet Hot American Summer and this kind of, like, imagine, like, Wet Hot American Summer is a summer camp. Imagine, like, this as a summer camp, like, Deleted Island, you know, group of, you know, whoever that was on this plane. Mm-hmm. You could probably get some pretty good personalities. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be pretty keen. For Make this. it Wet Hot American Summer, but with Gilligan's Island, and they're trying yeah. to keep each other entertained. Like, the, I, I think this could be funny. All right, but that gets us to... Movie on the Rise. Well, here's some of the Emmy winners, just the ones I want to shout out real quick. Shout out to John Oliver winning for Outstanding Variety TV Show Series. Shout out to Jean Smart for winning Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series because she didn't win for Mayor of Easttown, which I thought she should have won for supporting, but I'm glad she won something for comedy anyway. I was fine with the supporting win. Shout out to your guy, uh, Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, lead actor in a comedy series. Shout out to Ted Lasso winning Outstanding Comedy Series. I'm going to be honest with you. When season three comes, we'll review it, and I'll be ready to go because I'm now on board with the Ted Lasso stuff. You were on it early, and you were right. Yeah, well, are you watching the first season now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the first season a lot. Yeah, the they also had both supporting actor and actress in Comedy Series. They won that. Yep, uh, Ewan McGregor won Outstanding Lead Actor in a limited anthology series with Halston. He beat out Paul Bettany with WandaVision where I was like, mm, should he have? And Hugh Grant for The Undoing. Hugh Grant was great. So like, I was like, Hugh Grant made lead drama? It was Outstanding Lead or Actor lead in a limited series. Yeah, a limited or anthology series. Also, Kate, oh, Outstanding Lead Actress in a limited or anthology series, Kate Winslet. Let's go. And then Evan Peters won supporting. And also yep. the lead chick who played Lori, which I thought was deserved. Especially So you thought she should have got it win. over um let me see who was with her. Well, if if the cat if you know, if the Emmy people knew they were gonna give Gene Smart the lead actress Emmy, then they were like, Well, might as well. Give it to uh Julian Nicholson. She yeah. did do a good job because she she had to play a lot of grief. Like, she was dealing with a lot. She had to play a lot of grief, and she also had to play that off in the first half. So, like, yeah. she knew a lot more than she let on. She was better than Katherine Hahn. I'll say that. People were upset Katherine Hahn didn't win. I was like, Julianne Nicholson was better than her. But even then, I'm giving it to Gene Smart over Katherine Hahn because Gene Smart was great in Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with, like, the, the Marvel stuff, and, like, you know, if people ask me if I'm upset about any of the Mandalorian losing, I would say, tell you no. because It's like, a different level of acting with the with Mayor of Easttown. 
Now, like, when, I guess when it comes to writing and directing, I kind of thought that there was a, a slight bit of chance that maybe, like, those shows could have gotten something. Wait, but what were they what were they in for writing? Let me see. Because all the categories for writing. Because writing... Episodes. Oh, it was singular episodes? Yeah. Okay, because I was about to say... Because the outstanding writing for a drama series, The Crown won. I thought The Boys should have won that one. Or Lovecraft. I thought Lovecraft would have beat Mandalorian as well. Like, I'm going to be I mean, honest. I'm watching The Crown now. I understand. But Lovecraft was so great. And then writing for a limited anthology series. Like, I, I'm so glad um, Michelle Cole won for I May Destroy You. She deserved it so much over WandaVision. Like, people want to talk about grief. How WandaVision's whole thing was teaching people how to deal with grief. I May Destroy You was about a woman who got raped. Like, talk about grief. That's grief. Mayor of Easttown is grief. I don't want to hear shit about WandaVision being something about grief. Yeah, I know, right? Like, so. Yeah. But that's all That's all the real interesting stuff. Oh, and the Crown won for best drama series or whatever. I th yeah. Yeah, outstanding drama series, the Crown won. I thought the boys... Or Lovecraft should have won. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know about all that. The, but. I don't know if the boys could ever beat the Crown, but Lovecraft was had the artsy fartsy stuff and the nerdy stuff. I thought Lovecraft should have definitely beat the Crown. And Michael Clay Williams, no nomination. I thought that's fucked up, Schubert. He did get nominated. He did for which yeah. one? Supporting. Outstanding supporting in what? Not limited, huh? Oh, in Maine? Yes. Oh, Outstanding Supporting Act. Okay. Who won? And Courtney B. Vance won in Lovecraft. Oh. Who won? Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Tobias Menzies won for The Crown? Is he good? Well, I just got to his stuff now. But he is playing Matt Smith's role pretty seamlessly. Because Michael K. Williams was great in Lovecraft. He was, but I mean, I still don't think that his character based upon the other characters that were nominated, would he could have won that. Like, I mean, he just, he just didn't have a strong of, of a role in the series, as, like, Tobias Menzies' character does. Like, Tobias' My character... was so important to Lovecraft! But, if, you know, if we're talking about, like, it was, what, Tick, Letty... And, and then Montrose! Probably third, but then like he still is like in this umbrella where it's like Montrose, Hippolyta, and oh, Montrose way more important than Hippolyta. Don't do that. I'm just saying. And then you the know, whole death least... scene at the end was like, oh, and then for all the people that's like talking about all this grief shit, the sh the thing about Montrose having to be a homosexual male in the '50s and how Michael K. Williams was portraying an alcoholic who had to deal, nah, bro. Yeah, really well written. I, I can agree with that. He acted it so well. A really so well, well written character. But he acted it so well. Oh, fuck you, Tobias Menzies. Hey, he's going to be in some stuff that, you, that you're looking forward to. So. What? What are you going to be in? Look it up. There was something that we were talking about, and I was like, don't worry, he's going to be good. Or no, I think we were talking about him being possibly being, what's his name? Sinestro. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was. He dedicated his win to Michael K. Williams. Fuck you, Tobias Menzies. You shouldn't have won that shit, you fucking asshole. 
All right, let's get to Movie on the Rise. This is a segment where we suggest one movie or TV show that's coming out this week or that has been out for a little bit that we think you should watch. Schubert, what you got? Survivor. Nice. I'm going to be watching that for the next... Well, it's actually, when I was watching the first episode, it's going to be a shorter season, so it could be actually a little bit more wild. It'll probably get, be kicking people out left and right. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to be jumping on board with you, and like we did with uh, Bachelorette, We'll talk about the Survivor at the end of each episode. For So for those out there who like Survivor, stick around till the end next week, and we will discuss Survivor. I got something for you on Netflix. Both of these are Netflix. One's a reality series, Jailbirds. If you like Jailbirds, it's coming back, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in New Orleans this time instead of Sacramento. Super excited for that. And then the show we discussed, the horror show Midnight Mass. Excuse me, it's coming out. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to watch Jailbirds. I was already talking to my girlfriend about it today. Yep. When I turned on Netflix, I was like, oh, we got to watch this. That's me and Curse shit. So I love, love, love me some Jailbirds. But let's get to the reviews. Um, We're starting off with Titans, man. What's going on, Schubert? What the fuck is happening in this show? Like the only thing, the only thing I can even remember from this episode is that Superboy is screwing Blackfire for what reason? I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, what is going on with Red Hood? They're just doing, they're just doing nonsense. Like, nothing has happened in these last episodes that like, we all they're trying missed. to set up right now is Tim Drake. That's it. That's all that's going on. And Dick Grayson's like, "Ooh, should I train him to be the next Robin?" And everybody's like, no, don't take on a new Robin. And he's like, well, should I? <laughs> I'm stupid, man. And like, I'm just. I'm so let down because the beginning of this season was so great. It just feels like Deathstroke all over again. Yeah. You know, I don't really feel like it's been going anywhere the past two things. Like, like I said, the only thing that seems like that's been happening is the. Superboy and Blackfire having sex. Which I don't understand. Oh. Like, what, what's, is Blackfire going to be on the team now? Is she going to betray them? That's what I'm like, saying. Are they, like, I'm, are they I'm about to pull Terror with Blackfire? They could. Or is Terror um, going to come next season if they get a next season? But, like, you know, what's going on? I don't understand what's going on with the villains right now. And then, like, Beast I don't know Boy what's is, going like, on with trying the, to team the up Scarecrow with, like, yeah. Jason Todd's it. chick. To like which, get Jason back. Uh, what Jason Todd chick? The oh his, the, his the the girl his friend yeah oh yeah 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 I thought you were talking about Rose I was like huh no no he's talking about the girl from the home yeah yeah his yeah his Latino friend they just get they just don't have nothing to do for Beast Boy that's why they give him all these lame ass story plot lines pretty much yeah. and and Dick Grayson's just doing Dick Grayson shit he and Barbara having their their thing. Their beef. I'm just like, I don't really know if like this is the Dick and Barbara relationship that I was really looking for. <laughs> Titans do freaking better. Uh, we'll give you a more in-depth review next week if the episode's good, but nothing has been worthwhile. Like, I don't even... I watched it today, and I don't even came and tell you what happened. That's so bad. But I watched Heels and Reservoir Dogs last night and can tell you everything that fucking happened. Which one you want to do first? Res dogs or heels? Or do we want to do visions first? 
Let's do Res Dogs first because I think I remember that the least. You was hating on that hunting episode. That was a good episode. It wasn't boring. Oh, no. It was about greed. I just thought it was boring. But like it, was... it does make a lot more sense when you watch the other two posts. Yeah. It was so much about grief. Like Reservoir Dogs might win an Emmy. Like they have great, like some of these episodes are great. Uh, like talking about grief and death. Like I felt so bad. It was for... good that um and at the Emmys they were brought on to inter- introduce a category. Uh, oh, they good. were? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good for them. That's really good. That means that the Emmys know about them and that Reservation Dogs might win some shit. Yeah, FX is FX is gonna be getting some looks. I mean, you know, Dave was in the was there too. So I think like they're gonna be keeping an eye on like what FX has been up to. And I know mm-hmm. they already like Atlanta, so No, I agree. But that hunting episode, finding out what happened to Daniel, seeing the uh Seeing um, Willie Jack and Leon hunting, I thought their relationship was great. I love me some Willie Jack, Skoden. Yeah, that's my vibe. She's my favorite. She's my. She's been my favorite. I'm rocking with her. She's awesome. Seeing that little creature was funny. But then the next episode, California Dreaming, I started to like Alora Dannon um, when she was taking her driver's test with Bill Burr. I thought Bill Burr was character Bill was Burr hilarious. Did really good. Yeah, he shot a meth head because his daughter was. Do you think his daughter was a prostitute? No, I think she was just with meth heads doing meth. I feel like she was a prostitute trying to suck dick for meth. Maybe. Because that's why she was in a hotel with that guy. I don't know. I just feel, I felt that way. Wilbur, I thought, gave an incredible performance. Incredible, incredible. The fact that he was this basketball coach and they dealt with the grief of losing her mom together. And then she thought about Daniel. And then we see how Daniel dies with this suicide, how he hangs himself and how she walks in and sees him at their place. Like, oh, I, what was happening in Daniel's house? Was he getting abused? Because they, they, they allude to it, but they don't say outright. Yeah, I think so. It's because like everyone he else- hated his house. Well, he hated his house, and, like, there was fights going on. And, stuff. and every so time he was trying to go there, he would always make an excuse to go somewhere else. Yeah, and then, obviously, he was bipolar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess maybe that, you know, maybe he's not diagnosed, but in a sense, he has, like, some kind of issue mm-hmm. where, where, like, he kind of snaps. Yeah. And, like, and you and saw that even... in the hunting episode, too, when he started just going wild, uh, being bored, not being able to like move, having to sit still and be quiet. Yeah. So like he definitely had his own internal struggle going on besides what even he had to go on at home. But I think what caught me the most off guard is that he was like, yeah, you want to go to California with me, blah, blah, blah. And that was not and her then, dream. That, was, that became, that became her dream because through him. Yeah. You, you understand like the motivations for California, which ends up making the most sense for like the following episode, the finale, I, I suppose. Where like is it the finale? I don't know. I think we might be getting so. I think we're yeah. more. But um, because we got to yeah, get resolution to the final episode. Because obviously, like everyone else in the group is finds their reasons. I think like episode seven with the hunting kind of shows like why Willie Jack should stay home. Willie Jack wants to stay home. Um, I even think like maybe the the cop episode with cheese kind of gives you an you idea. I think that's what did like, it. I don't think so, but I mean, like, I think like he just doesn't really he he, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he just like, doesn't he, want to go to California. And so, and then um, with 
bear. My bear. God, I mean, he's just a big flip flopper. I mean, he he just wants Alora so bad, but he's not Daniel. So, yep. And man, she shouldn't have just left him though with that with her uh lesbian friend who she's now probably gonna either date or become friends with. But I do understand what she was saying about how he was mooching. But the thing is, he said he worked for that money too. It wasn't just you. Like y'all stole stuff together. Granted, he used some stuff to for his dad, but that's messed up to to go throw shots at his dad and then just leave him. Like, I didn't like what Alora did in that episode. I was team bear no. over Alora. No, but I, but I understand why she did all those things. I do. Because About of, wanting someone to put in and he's lazy and he's not just, ready to yeah, grow like, up and all that. Regardless of whether or not it was, like, good that she did or anything like that, I can understand, like, what her motivations were now to, like, really make that happen. Because Bear's not really trying to go to California because of the the Daniel dream. Bear's just going just to go. Yeah, I mean... He, I don't even really just, know Bear's motivations, if we're being honest. Well, that like was you said, what he's it came down to. That was what it came down to. It was like, he didn't really have any real motivations. And then the uh, that's what the... I Laura think the warrior was, was trying to tell him. Yeah, so like... I think at the, at the most part, she actually did him a favor, even though mm-hmm. it was shitty. Because, Do you think like, she comes back? I don't think. I don't think. I think she comes back. I don't think she's gone for long. Yeah, I mean, I just I have a feeling I don't even make it. Mm, yeah, because because Bill Burr did say that car couldn't make it to Toledo or to yeah. to Pez, Arkansas, Arizona, whatever the fuck he said. Yeah, but so I, I thought I, the I, middle episode with Bill Burr was probably the best of the three. I liked the hunting episode a lot, but I think the the last episode was better than the hunting episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the seventh episode or whatever was. I think it goes seven, eight, six. It was, it was crazy. Like I remember watching that, and I was, and my jaw hit the floor. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, but you know what? My jaw hit the. Oh wait, are we going visions or heels? Visions. Two visions. Yeah. The dual, uh, we're, Okay, so the way vi- we're, we're reviewing visions you is do one through three. Or you just want to talk about which one you? Just the vi- just the duel and the twins. All right, but you didn't watch the Tatooine one. No, I didn't watch the Tatooine one. But you could oh. tell you could tell us about it because, like, that's not a Jedi one, is it? Sort of. I mean, so the, basically, like the guy, there, there's like a Padawan who Master gets killed in like in a battle or whatever, and he's on the run, and he like falls into this room or whatever, and then this guy ends up like protecting him, and he's like, "Who?" Who are you? And he doesn't say that he's a Jedi or nothing. And he ends up becoming part of this guy's group and this band. And they show, shows them like playing a song. And then Boba Fett rolls up in and he's like, we got to get you. You're a hut. Jabba wants you dead. Mm. Like he's like, so the lead singer guy and then the guy who like saved him is like this is a, is a hut. Okay. And so like, you know, is this they the run away. One? Are they cheaty? They're kind of chibi and like Funko Poppy, sort of. Yeah, you've seen that in the trailer with Boba yeah. Fett. It's the only one with Boba Fett in it. And uh, so they run off away. Boba Fett catches him. Boba Fett takes the dude. They're gonna execute him at Tatooine. Um, and they're and then they're like Jabba, like let a, let him play one more song, and then they play one song, and everyone's like, oh yeah, they rock. Like, and they kill him. him? Oh, they don't no. kill. Him. Okay. Solid. Okay, what would you rate that out of five? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, let's talk the twins first since you didn't like that one as much. 
I thought the twins was dope. I liked the pro mayor style animation. I do understand your complaint and I'll let you get into it about them fighting in space, but I just thought it was a good uh, dichotomy of seeing these two dark side twins duel it out and battle each other. Yeah. I mean, I understand like, and it is anime and like they take liberties on things that they can do. I just, you know, I can't really get behind like, uh, Blind you know, even, in space, ca- even no in Cowboy help. Bebop, like Cowboy Bebop is not going to like be on the nose of his. Anytime you know, spikes in space, sure. he's holding his bra- breath or he has a helmet on. Yeah. So, I mean, like I just, I didn't really get behind that. Um, but I mean, Leia I, flew I, in space. Honestly, I feel like I probably would have liked Twins better if I would have watched it in Japanese. Oh, you didn't like the dub. Because I didn't like Allison Brie and Neil Patrick Harris. I thought they were cheesy. Mm, I thought Neil Patrick Harris was cheesy. I didn't mind Allison Brie. I, I didn't like her either. But I, so, the animation was great. And the story behind it was great, too. Just some of the yeah. execution was flawed. Like the voice acting in the space thing for you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really even get, like, the whole premise. Like, I don't know if you want to explain. Like, I, they it's had, just, like... It's just basically these two twins that are trying to make this cannon to destroy this planet, and they're using a kyber crystal to power it. And essentially, the brother doesn't want to do that. The sister does, and then they battle. And then, like, I didn't, I, I got caught off guard when, like, they were battling or whatever, and then, like, went to this thing where he was like, yeah, this is the future. I was like, what the hell, do?" <laughs> I didn't I know like, what that was either. I just that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, it looked fine. Yeah, it looked cool, but, like, I just I couldn't I'm follow. giving this a solid 2.9 out of 5 for that reason that there were some things I didn't grasp. Yeah, I mean, I could stay, stay with that or the 2.5 or whatever. It's fine. The next one, 5. 5 out of 5. The duel was great. The duel yeah, was, awesome. was awesome. It was just these these, these two samurai. Great way to start it too. Two samurai battling this this dark side Sith ladies coming to destroy this village. This man's protecting it. This random Ronin. And they just battle. I love that it was in black and white. I love seeing the Bosque with the, the katana. I thought that was badass. Like, oh, this was what I wanted from Visions. Him at the end opening up his cloak with all the different dark side kyber crystals like he's a dark side hunter he gives one to the kid to tell him to ward off evil so now there's another dark side hunter i thought that was awesome yeah i love how they kind of like buried the lead with him because like the whole time you think he's a jedi and then he pulls out his like his he's red like, lightsaber he, he like, always never says he's a jedi master they are like you're jedi he's like no and he but yeah, I also so I like how sick. he unsheathed the sword like it was a katana, and then the lightsaber came out. And then when he she- do you think he pressed the button when he sheathed it? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know how that works. But um, and but when yeah, he called was... his droid to go shoot out all those missiles at the, oh, I thought everything about this episode yeah, was the badass. Droid is badass. Five out of five. Yeah, five out of five. It was super cool. I love their use of like different alien species that we that is known that was in the awesome. series. So like, like when I saw Boss. Like, I thought that was just badass. Yeah, they had some bulbas species, the Doug. Um, you know, they had that three-eyed guy. You see him in some different movies. And, him and Sebulba were definitely in there. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about his little dangly nose ass. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a droid that was like running that little thing, and then I saw that he was in it. I was like, ah. Oh. 
Or mm-hmm. not him, but I mean, Doug. His, his species, yeah. Nah, this is so, awesome. I'm so excited. Next week, how many are we going to do? We could finish it. I'll, I'll watch the rest of them, and we'll just finish it next week. But Visions, this is what I want from people doing their own anime. Like Star Wars, kudos to you all. If DC and HBO want to do this, let them tell DC animated uh, anime stuff and just give the creators the liberties to do whatever they want. That would be amazing. Marvel should do something like this with Disney. Like, this is something special. What I really wish that you could get out of Star Wars Visions is that they would let the fans kind of like vocalize which what ones they, they want like to see more out of. Because like once you get to some of the ones that are leaving later on, because I mean like the duel maybe you could, but like I kind of like the duel as a one off. I would like, like to I see more of the I duel just, though. TVH. I just don't know if I want to see all that black and white the whole time. Ooh, me not no brother. I one hundred percent would. I I want to see that guy again. Like. Oh, black! I would like and to see the guy again. I just don't know if I want to see it all the same as it was. Oh, do that black and white stuff and make it like. Have you never watched Wolf and? Oh, I got to get you on Wolf and Cub. That is one hundred percent Wolf and Cub. Let that Padawan kid try to follow him, and he's like, "No, stay away." But he keeps following him, and then he becomes his Padawan. Oh, gimme! But um, once you get down through it, uh, the Village Bride is a really good one. Uh, the Ninth Jedi is the one that I any feel like. other great Jedi ones. Is that the one I'm gonna like? The Ninth Jedi. Yeah, the Village Bride is a Jedi one. The Ninth Jedi is a good one. Uh, the Elder is a good another Jedi, Jedi one. one. Uh, you know, even that one with the droid Toby. That's actually a Jedi one. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw he was a Jedi. Yeah. Is the, are the rest but... bounty hunters? In Honestly, gun battles, I'm pretty sure they're pretty old. They're pretty much mostly all Jedi. Nice. This is my type of content. You know, I've been saying, utilize your lightsabers. Stop shooting blasters. Yeah, the the theme running through visions is like, apparently Japanese animators are obsessed with the idea of kyber crystals. Yes, they because that, that kyber crystals are the coolest thing ever. They view them as like that's that's like. The katana, that's the metal to make the samurai blade, to make the Jedi blade. It's so awesome. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because that's yeah. literally how, like, they've portrayed it. Mm-hmm. It's the heart, like, how metal's the heart and soul of a sam- Like, how the the uh, metal's the soul of the uh, samurai blade. They view the kyber crystal as the soul of the lightsaber. Oh, then you're going to love Ninth Jedi. You might even love Toby, too. Oh, let's go! I'm hype. Yeah. Visions. Oh, I'm loving it. Visions. 10 out of 10. Thank you, Disney Plus. Thank you. Way better than What If. And I only watched two episodes. And and What If, I didn't, I only watched one episode of What If, and I know everything else that happens. This Visions is way better than What If, and it's less time. Yeah. You know it is. You watch What If. What If's over. What'd you think? You fuck with it? I didn't even watch today's episode of What If, because Visions was out, so like I was watching but, that. But, compa- I, but d- d- compared to Visions, compared to what you've seen from What If, which ones you like more? Visions. I mean, mm. What If. I feel like What If did what they the what they did wrong is that they picked some things that I was just like, this is just like, I don't care. why are you doing this? Yeah. Like I mean, you know, the Killmonger one was worth it. Um, I heard that was the best one. It probably was. Because it, it was the one that you could see the most realistically. Mm. You'd be like, okay, well, like, I could actually have seen like something Him doing like this that. happening. Yeah. Yeah. I heard uh, the Star-Lord 
Black Panther one was unrealistic. Like it was a good tribute, but like Thanos was his partner. Like, yeah, trash. The Doctor yeah. Strange one, trash. Doctor Strange one was awful. Peggy Carter, trash. I actually like Peggy Carter. It was all right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, um, what if that what just if? two thumbs down? But you know what's great? Heels, Schubert, episode five of Heels. Oh my, wait, was that five? I think it was. Oh my goodness. Wild Bill is fucking amazing for this show. He is killing it. Wild Bill behind the scenes just sprouting, planting seeds, planting seeds to get what he wants. The fact that we see Crystal go above and beyond, take the mic, start being this badass lady, starting this beef, breaking up with Ace, and then Ace getting so mad that he breaks Bobby Pin's leg and snaps the bone out? Brother! Wild. My girlfriend was watching that with me. When Curse saw that, she was like, what the fuck is this show doing? And I was like, I told you Heels was great. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, that, that episode was like a steady uphill climb to like... And what a perfect moment. moment for Wild Bill to come out at the end and, and uh, challenge Ace and Jack to the belt. That was perfect. Everybody was silent. What a way to just captivate the crowd. And in a way, it was, and it, you see it when like we get into the second episode too, where they they like fuck Wild Bill, but like but that they was need just, him. Like, but that I was see what genius. you mean. That was so was, smart. Like even like, the thing with they, Crystal was smart. That was his idea. Pretty much, yeah. But I mean, like they were fucked. Like they were fucked. If Wild Bill didn't come out and do that, they were fucked. Yeah, uh, it might have been over. Bobby Pin, like, and Bobby Pin's too nice of a guy. I'd have been so mad at Ace. He was like, in the past, man. But that's the next episode. We'll talk about that in the next episode. I hate Bobby Pin. But Ace was such a pussy in this episode. I do not like Ace. Like, I really do not like Ace. No. no like, oh, awful. I hate him. He's a heel. Yeah, like, this whole deal with, like, taking Crystal off. Is a thing. That was some, that was some lame boy shit. Like, she clearly still loved her about it. Yeah, like, passive-aggressive pussy. Classic Jack Rayner attitude. Yeah, dude. It was just like, what is this guy doing? And then, like, Chris, you know, they see Crystal's good, and, like, Jack sees, like, Crystal has, like, potential, and then But he has, Ace like, gets jealous and has to kick her off. Like, Jack yeah, and then, like, a better Jack job. Jack has to be the that. bad guy about it. He has to be like, that was my decision. Just like, a no, baby. Just blame Ace. Ace. Yeah. Like, Jack, Jack needs to do a better job of being a writer. Like, Jack's not that good of a manager of this league. Yeah. Like, I mean, not yeah. utilizing Crystal, not seeing Rooster's ability. Like, like Jack got to do better, man. You're right. I mean, you know, we could Rooster stuff in the most recent episode where, like, you know, I don't blame Rooster. Yeah. <laughs> won't listen so, to him, man. So, let's, you want to jump to the next episode? Anything else from five? That's really important. I just it's it's been two weeks since I watched it, so I just it's just basically really Wild much. Bill just basically doing the damn thing and saving. Yeah. And like he had, he had the that next episode too, huh? His, like, huh? The christening is the, the next episode. episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Basically, the ep the uh the episode from last week is essentially them uh trying out for the state fair and the State Fair people loving it, like eating this shit up. Everybody in the crowd loved it. That was one of their best shows 
like, so oh yeah, the stuff with his son, I guess, was also big in that episode too. Where, like, oh his yeah, son was like you know really promoting the Loving league or whatever, it. and then like at the very end, where like he has to realize that Ace actually isn't a good guy. Ace yeah, it was like, what? and he buys his son a gerbil. Like I thought that was a good episode for Jack and his son, like bonding. Sort of, yeah. Oh, it you want really to end well say he just brought him everywhere and didn't interact? No, 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 no. It just didn't end well for him because, like, he had built up this facade and he was trying, and Jack was trying to, like, give David. him a good, good idea of, like, who his uncle was. Um, but now, you know, true colors come to light. Yeah, his uncle's not no longer his favorite person anymore, probably. But I think this is leading to Jack becoming the hero of the league. I really do. I keep saying that. I called that Crystal was going to be. Uh, a great wrestler. I called that uh, Ace was going to be a heel. And one of my earliest theories was that Jack is going to be a hero, and I see it coming. Oh, yeah. Here, side note real quick. No heels next week. Oh, why not? The next episode comes out October 3rd. Oh, so they're taking a break? Week off, uh, yeah. Oh, well, next week, then, since we have no heels, you know what we're going to do? Why the Last Man and uh, was that other show? Man. Monica Luis, Monica Lewinsky, yep. Envisions. Envisions, yep. But yeah, like the christening, I was, you know. He, yeah, that's I, the next I, episode. You can't really like brain, blame Jack too hard for missing it because like that rig or whatever. I hate Ace the worst. Ace is my most hated person in the show. Number two is Jack's wife. Uh, you said you needed purpose in your life. He says go get a job. You don't like the fact that you're a fucking cashier, which. Duh, anyone could have fucking told you that, lame-ass lady. Why don't you go start a business? Find some ambition. It's not Jack's job to make you find fucking purpose. Like, I hated, I hated everything she was saying. She wasn't making sense. I mean, if you like music so much, you know, get go make start make a music career. Exactly. My girlfriend was like, it's not Jack's job to fucking fulfill your, your uh, passions in life. His job, it's, it's for you to share your passions with each other and build to your goals and share that with each other. It's not, he, he should not be your passion. And that's what it is right now. And it's not his fault you don't have one. I hated that. She was just upset he bought his son a gerbil and that his son was bonding with him. Stop being a bitch. Yeah. Miss and then, and it, uh, he wasn't She's just like, salty. She's I mean, a cashier. Like yeah, you chose that. I, job. I agree. I agree with all that. The only thing that like I could see her side on is like he says that he's gonna do things and he doesn't do them. Yeah, that's the that's the issue. That's what he needs to do. Like he he should have definitely took care of the squirrels. He should have definitely, if he couldn't have been for the song, said he wasn't couldn't make it. Like instead of lying, because like he knows that podcast is important. Like he all those things that he was doing, he needs to do because he has to fill ten thousand seats. Yeah, and he also fucked up in that podcast too. Like, yeah, he, he should have just talked about dude. his dad, or he should have listened to Wild Bill. Wild Bill told him he was a snake. <laughs> Again, you got. They need to start listening to Wild Bill because I don't think we know everything. I don't think neither of them know how shitty of a person their dad was. Probably not. And Willie, Willie choosing to be her, her, his dad's valet. Yo. Yeah, once I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I see what's going on. Like, I, I see, see why Wild Bill was pissed. Yeah, I see why Wild Bill was pissed, and I also see, like, the parallels of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of going choose uh, Bobby Pin instead of uh, Ace. But I don't think, I don't think uh, Ace well, she is She didn't gonna... choose Bobby Pin. So, yeah. I mean, that's the difference. I, and also, I think the difference between Willie and, and Crystal is going to be that Crystal is going to be her own wrestler. 
And I think Crystal's going to be kick ass. And I'm waiting for the women's division to open up in uh, the DWL because that's my that, th those are the only two predictions that I've made that need to come true. Left is Crystal's going to be a wrestler in the DWL, and that Jack's going to go hero for his son. You don't see the hero's turn coming. Well, I mean, I I could see it coming in the state fair because like, what are you going to do? Three, three heels for the belt. And the people wanted him to be a hero. And that's why he should have did the uh, podcast with that dude and talked about his dad killing himself, making people feel sorry for him, and then making the switch. That's what I'm saying. Jack just does a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah. I just yeah, love Stephen Amell so much, but Jack, and that just goes to test how much I love Stephen Amell and how much of a great actor he's being because I don't know if I like Jack. No, I don't really think he's supposed to like Jack either. I mean, like, like he's not I don't a think bad. He's really dad. supposed to like anybody except for Crystal. Oh, and Ro I like Rooster. Rooster, Rooster should have kept that thousand dollars. He was tripping. <laughs> he's like, don't throw that thousand dollars at me and be like, I don't take a thousand dollars. He didn't throw it at you. He put it on the table, and you ended yeah. up going to work for him anyway. That's crazy. Jack's gonna be so sad when that happens. Yeah. But, but Jack yeah. should have gave him the time of day. Like, like you said, I understand why. At least the conversation, said. because like the thing he is, is like I, I him off. I understand, like, where Jack's coming from, where, like, you know, obviously Rooster can't be the main event in this thing. Like, he can't be the champion yet. Like, it's not time. Well, I mean, he can't because, like, Wild Bill handcuffed him into... Yeah, he already said that, yep. Yeah, so... You know, and, you know, maybe Rooster needs to understand that, but, like, at the same time, Jack needs to... Jack like, doesn't listen to shit, be Rooster. better at conveying. Yeah, and, and talking, like, that's your partner. You need to talk to him and take his ideas in... To consideration you didn't even listen to his ideas about the match or any of his matches but yet you let ace do whatever the fuck he wants and bring in some random girl some valley off the street that he's fucking bullshit exactly bullshit wild bill needs to get everything together i'm team wild bill now man i really am everything wild bill said came true everything he did worked and he apologized to Willie. And we find out why he's been being an asshole because he got he got his heart broken because his girl chose his best friend. I'd be a pretty much a douche too and go on a spiral of alcohol and drugs and then start fucking winning. And that's what got me there. No wonder why he turned out like that. Yeah. So I'm excited. But he was we got two great. episodes left. Oh, and then it doesn't come back till October. Yeah. All right. Well, next week we're switching it up to why the last man impeachment and visions and then i guess fucking titans <laughs> is there any movie we want to talk about next week not that i can think of yeah not that i can think of either cry if, macho oh yeah i don't know if i want to review cry macho I don't it just I looked either. like it looked like uh clint eastwood doing grand torino but with mexican people now I just, well, the only <laughs> Clint Eastwood movie I want to watch right now is Unforgiven, and I'm kind of waiting to see if we do it for Run It Back before. Oh, I when does it. it when does when does it leave? When does it leave for HBO Max? Not in anytime soon. That's a good question. Because um, whenever it leaves, that's it. when we should. That's when we should do it. I mean, we do Unforgiven next. We do Run It Back every other week now, so we'll yeah. see. But that's pretty much it, huh, Shubi? That's it. All right, dope. All right. Well, go ahead and let people know what's going on with the network and where they can find you on social media. All right, you guys can follow me at LimbyWT. Follow the bros who think at bros who think. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. Me and Schubert talked week two of the NFL, gave our predictions for week three. Uh, Doom, Brooklyn, and I talked Lil Nas X, Nicki Minaj, how she's ignorant, uh, um, 
balding, going bald? Should you like your best friends, significant others, pictures on social media, pool sex, all kind of shit? Be sure to check that out. Um, also check out the latest Run It Back. We reviewed Forgetting Sarah Marshall. These guys kind of shitted on it. <laughs> I was trying to uplift it, but, you know, we talked Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That was a great episode. Y'all be sure to check that out. If you haven't checked out the Midsommar Run It Back, check that out. And a new anime talk drops next week. Um, oh, you found me sure, at WPWT on Letterboxd. Make sure uh, that you look back on some of the past episodes if you want a review of Kate, if you want a review of uh, Shang-Chi. It's, it's two weeks back. Kate was one week back. Uh, if you're just catching up with any of the shows that we're reviewing, you know, we'll pretty much stay on top of it except for last week. So um, you can go back and check and check those out. Um, yep. Definitely, if you haven't started Heels, go ahead and start it now. It would probably be a good binge since there's six mm -hmm. episodes now. Um, and it's going to yeah. get a season two. Yeah. Also, be on the lookout. Oh, also next week, we are reviewing, because I told you I want to start that 50 Cent show. So we're doing Why the Last Man, Visions, uh, Impeachment, and the first episode of BMF. That's why, uh, whatchamacallit's not dropping, because BMF starts Sunday. No, oh, there you go. It's on yep. huh? Yeah, it's on Stars. 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 Because he's on stars, yeah. BMF, yeah. the new 50 Cent show. So we will be reviewing that as well. She, that's a gangster show. I'm excited to see what you think. All right. <laughs> so it's going to be lit. Uh, cool. So we'll get into all that next week. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at ashuber14, um, Letterboxd, Adam BWT. Did I watch a movie this week? Don't remember if I did. Uh, I guess not. I've been watching a lot of Prime Suspect. So, I'm, you know, I'm on, like, the fifth season of Prime Suspect now, which is, like, the fifth movie. Oh, you're in there. Oh, yeah. And I went, and I ended up, I was, like, uh, I like, I went up to look at, like, the IMDb on Prime Suspect 5 or something, and then I saw, like, Emmy winner. And I looked back, and I was, like, oh, Prime Suspect 2 won the Emmy for Best Miniseries. Prime Suspect 3 won the Best okay. Miniseries. Prime Suspect 5. Prime Suspect 6. And then Helen Mirren for the last Prime Suspect won Best Actress in a Miniseries. I'm like, oh. So that's that. So Prime this Suspect is why that show's so good. Yeah, I need to start watching that, man. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, and I, uh, finished, I finished the, uh, unto uh, the Untold documentaries. Boy, that tennis one was crazy. Dude was about um, to play Roger Federer and just had a panic attack. Holy much. shit. Wild was gonna be the next Andy was gonna be the next American sensation. Andy Roddick passes him up, was gonna, gonna redeem himself, and then just has a panic attack and just has to quit. Makes me understand why Naomi Osaka is going through what she's going through. Exactly. Yeah, that I kind of grasped exactly what she was has mm -hmm. been feeling. And it's like a tennis thing. Just like how yeah. Simone Biles had the uh the yips or whatever it was called, the uh the twisties. Where she couldn't jump in there because she thought she was gonna fall and crash and die, which is a yeah. gymnastics thing. So tennis has that on their own thing too. So yeah. So uh, yeah, you can make sure that you catch the old stuff if you need to check it out and hear our thoughts. And make sure you look out for uh, Bros Who Think um, and all the other shows on the network, including Run It Back. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week for more. I hope everyone has a great week, and as always, keep binging.